Hi and welcome to the Unconventionalist Podcast. My name is Mark DeRoost and this is the show about what it's really like to turn your message into a movement. Now today I sit down with the one and only Johnny Bang Riley. But before I get into today's episode and how this episode came to come about, I want to share with you a couple of things. First of all, today's episode is also available in video format over on a YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Mark DeRoost. So if you want to Go and check that out. It's an amazing scenery. We're in Camden below a train bridge. Uh, It's definitely worth, and you can also see a bit of the B-roll of Johnny's coconut stalls and also some of his footage of training. So it's definitely worth you go and check it out. The second thing is I'm going to be giving a talk at General Assembly on the 22nd of August. It's free and it's live and it's in London. It's on how to cope with the journey of starting a business. If you're either on that journey or you're thinking about getting on that journey, you'll definitely want to check it out. And in the meantime, I really recommend if you haven't done so already to go and look at my TEDx talk that's available now on TEDx's YouTube channel. So if you just type in my name, Mark Roos and TEDx, you'll come across it or even better go to markderoos.com forward slash TEDx and let me know what you think. I'd love to get tagged in one of your posts and comments and if you're sharing it with your friends then super appreciate that too. Now the reason why I wanted to share with you a little bit about how I came about today's guest I think it, it gives a little bit of background into also Johnny's story. Now a few weeks back Brian Rose the founder and host of London Real invited me to attend the world premiere of the documentary called Edo Portal Just Move. It's on the movement expert slash movement goo called Ido Portal. And after the screening of the show, I was kind of hanging around, speaking to a bunch of people, and I saw across the room someone talking to Brian, and whose face I instantly recognized. And if you go and check out today's video, you'll understand why. And it was Johnny Bang Riley. Now, if you've never heard of Johnny Bang Riley, you're in for a treat. Because when it comes down to reinventing yourself and overcoming adversity, few men come close to Johnny. He was left for dead in a park by his mom when he was aged seven days old. His journey to make it through life is one of the most of epic proportions. You name it. Abuse, foster care, homelessness, bare-knuckle fighting and addictions are only a few out of Johnny's life's chapters in his book. And yet beneath all of this rage, anger and pain lies one of the most compelling artists I've come across. He's a dancer, voiceover artist, video maker, fashion designer, coconut entrepreneur and poet. But as you'll learn from today's episode... He doesn't like to be called either of those. His words and voice have brought tears to my eyes, and I know that they've moved so many others too. You see, after spending years abusing his mind and body, Johnny purified his diet and mineralized his brain. And as you'll find out today, the result, well, a man in his prime at 53 years of age who chose to pursue love over destruction. So when I mustered the courage to walk up to Johnny and ask him if he'd be up for coming on the show, I was stoked to hear him say yes. And I pretty much spent the entire weekend before our interview preparing for this. And I trekked up to Camden with my camera bag, my tripod, my microphones and all my kit. And I improvised a set in the middle of the streets underneath the railway track. Now, of course, I could have got the excuse that I had no one there to film it and to help me out. But I didn't. And I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit intimidated to make sure that everything was going to work on track. But I think the end result was actually okay. The only thing is you're going to get the full interview in today's episode over on YouTube channel. There's about 10 minutes missing because the video camera wasn't recording. But I think that's quite a nice way of teasing into today's podcast to go towards the video. And what we did is that we just sat down, I pressed record, and we ended up talking about his journey, about Johnny's journey, and why the importance of movement was so vital for him and for you, and what you can eat can truly change your destiny. And it certainly was the case for Johnny, whose newfound obsession for health literally has redefined the course of his life. Now, got a little spoiler alert. 
It prevented him from murdering a man and spending the rest of his life behind bars. It's an incredible true story. Plug in your earphones. Now, word of warning, there is some swearing involved. So if you have young children around, please plug in some headphones or pause and listen to a later date. But in the meantime, I give you the one and only Johnny Bang Riley. Johnny. <laughs> it's good to be with you, mate. <laughs> um, one of the things that I wanted to sort of pick your brains today is this idea of fearlessness, the approach to fear. And I'm just, I'm just interested, actually, just curious to pick your brain around what your, what your idea is, what your pick is on around the topic of fear. Yeah, I think, I think it's put on us. I think that. You know, we're all born really trusting. And your parent, because of their limits or their experiences or whatever, they mean they mean well, but it's quite damaging. You know, this whole thing like, be careful. Yeah. That's where it starts. Yeah. All right. So, and then they're, they've been through their life and they've made their mistakes and they've been hurt by certain stuff well, that will that will dictate to them about how to navigate their way through life and if depending on what they've been through they'll make that path thinner and thinner and thinner mm. and then they put that on their children yeah is it preservation deluded preservation <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. it's not real yeah, you know, it's like I learned that through fighting. You get, you can get knocked out one day. It doesn't mean that I should fear every man that gets in the ring just because one guy knocked me out. Yeah, I look at me and go through what did I do ro- wrong, so to speak, to put myself in that position. Yeah, and I address that. The fear goes away. Yeah, confidence comes back, and you get back in and yeah, don't put yourself in that position again then you find that you get further, you get knocked out again. It's another lesson. <laughs> you address that. Yeah. And then eventually after a few beatings, you find you've addressed most of the paths and then yeah, you're really free in the ring and you really, and then fear goes away and confidence comes because of abilities. Yeah. But this paralysis, you know, that fear put, puts on, we have a lymphatic system that takes the sewage out of the body and then a time of where we're eating food that's not one item, it's multiple item food made by other people that want massive... Profit. Profit, <laughs> so they don't care about the quality of it or the amount of pollution that's in it and stuff like that. So you couple that with not moving yeah. because of fear. You've got a person, you know this statement, full of shit? Yeah. Yeah, you've got people that are full of shit, that yeah. behave like people full of shit. Cause so that, that, that when you start to start to move and you start to go over boundaries, it's actually good for your health. Yeah, because that's something that I know that's from from what I kind of felt and what I've seen that that was a really big part of your journey as well, understanding how our bodies are fed, how our brains are fed, how our systems operate. Yeah. Uh, but it was always the case. Pretty much, mm. it became more the case lately because of who's feeding us is. They've just got more treacherous, so yeah. it's now it's become a project, you know, a subject. Yeah. But I think my fearlessness comes from that I've had so many beatings in my life, and I've got up. Yeah. 
so that I'm like, it's uncomfortable, but I'm not gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a sentence actually speaking of that. There's a sentence I read that you wrote, which is uh, from um, from cursed to blessed. Yeah. Which I, which is I think is such a beautiful representation of your journey. You know, from I just heard someone, one of your well friends. Curse, if you go deeper into the curse yeah. part, that was a misunderstanding by me mm. that, that I thought. Yeah. Because of the racism and the bullying and all of these type of things, I was like, oh, I'm cur- I must be ugly. Yeah. There must be something that really offends people to that degree that they just they make people violent when they look at me. Mm. But then I found that what I got from that, what they weren't, what, what they weren't getting from it. They were adrenal and cortisol-based <laughs> anger, yeah, and highly polluted when they were doing those things to me. I, on the other hand, discovered resilience. Discovered, forg- I was able to forgive them. I used to become friends with these people mm. afterwards as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And become like, I felt sorry for myself, so I felt self-love, and I was just sitting back watching all of these emotions pour in after I was abused. Mm. So then I was like, look at the blessings of that. That I'm so full of all of these emotional experiences, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I mean by that. Yeah. I didn't believe I was cursed at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's um, you know, when I was looking at your your profile, looking back at your story, so many things were coming up. You know, survivor, fighter, poet, wordsmith, uh, voiceover artist, choreographer, poet. dancer, poet. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me but there's I one wanna, thing I want to address that. Yeah. The poet thing. Poet is a word they give to people that are struggling with linking words together. It's like for amateurs. Huh. Right? Tell me more. I'm not a poet. I'm a griot. It's in my DNA to move and speak with rhythm. It's just human. Yeah. It's part of being an African. Poet is people that try to copy that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But because but, what I was going to finish by saying, but there's one thing about you which I make up is that you don't like labels one label because there's so many different facets yeah, to because somebody yeah. else doesn't want to be stupid mm. you know what I mean oh you're this are you intelligent now because you can kind of put me in a box but if you don't know what what, I, what I'm doing then you have to deal with the fact there's something that you don't know or so understand con- so control your yeah. ego yeah you don't understand it so let's be friends and come and <laughs> let me show you what it's about <laughs> because if you put me in that box the conversation's done because every, everything you're going to do is you're just going to keep slotting me in. You, you haven't actually met me in the conversation. Yeah. What you've done is just try to fit me into your... Because yeah, I'm not, see, label, labels are for people that they use them to avoid the f- sad feeling in their ego that they don't know something. Mm. <laughs> That's why they do it. I know that. I know this. I know that. I understand this. I understand that. Because if you name it, then it's safer. For them. Yeah. It's a mental disorder. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm actually good for them. Yeah. Every time they go, it's like when I fight, if somebody grabs me, all they find is air. <laughs> air, man. You yeah. Know what I mean? Movement. Yeah, of course. And I want to hear about movement because I know movement's a big, big part of your life, big part of your journey, big part of your transformation. It's a big part of, it's essential. It's yeah. It's a big part of, you can, you know, you think, you've co- I copy all these words from other people, right, to, uh, to understand because of our, stupid egos we want to understand what we're doing as well yeah so, so we use these words i fight yeah yeah i move yeah yeah your lymphatic system in order to take the sewage out when the sewage is out there's no issues when there's no issues there's potential possibility art happens 
right? <laughs> it doesn't have a pump system like blood. The pump system for the sewage system is movement. You've got to move. Yeah. So there's a thing that you can do and move your arms out like this that creates a particular... And they, they call that fighting. Yeah. I move in a particular manner if my life is threatened. I'm not thinking about hurting the person. Mm. I'm thinking about a set of movements. When I finish those set of movements, somebody's unconscious or their spirit's broken. Mm. And when I was younger, people said to me, oh, you're really violent. But a, an educated fight choreographer... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, said to me, you're you're a very merciful fighter. Mm. I was like, why? He said, because you only want to break the spirit that wants to hurt you. Mm. You don't want to hurt the person. Well, you, so you if their spirit is strong, yeah. then they take more damage. Yeah. But you you talked about this in a previous conversation where you talked about um, it was a need to feel safe. The person needed to either be asleep. Or dead, I think, was the word. My whole anatomy doesn't mm. want to be disturbed. I'm here to live. Yeah. I'm a living organism. It doesn't want to be stopped. Mm. It knows it's going to die. The art of dying. Yeah. It knows it's going to die. So who are you to stop my collecting of life? Mm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not an aggressive person. I'm. A, I'm a person that loves to live. You'll feel that love with my shin or my elbow if you try to stop that <laughs> yeah and I'm very passionate yeah yeah yeah. but there's um, um, something that really struck me which is when you were talking about your journey I think it was in the documentary you posted on your Vimeo channel around the behind the scenes of uh, Carden Mayhem yeah when your journey to New, to New York I think I believe um, and you basically talked about how you had thought or imagined or at least believed that you wanted to kill someone and that yeah. something helped and something prevented you from becoming that man. Yeah, back to the lymphatic system. I was constantly obsessing about this person mm. that was making me cortisol-based because of the <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. Right? Adrenal. My system said to me, if you keep thinking like this, you're going to hurt us really, really badly. And we've got things we want you to do. <laughs> this is me now making my system into a cartoon talking, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either you stop these thoughts, which I couldn't, or you take the person off the planet that's causing us this distress. But there was a few people that knew that I had a problem with this person. So if I touched him up <laughs> at the time, yeah, I would have been a, a suspect. So I had this idea to leave it for about three years. So there was more and more people coming in and out of his life. And then I would move in and take his life. You know what I mean? Mm. And during the process, I find it very, I find it difficult to wait because of hate, mm. right? So I did the route of dull, dumbing, dulling myself, yeah. drinking and Addiction, smoking yeah. and all of these type of things. And then I was ruining the weapon I needed to kill him with. <laughs> so then I decided, okay, I need to learn to meditate then to wait. And then the but how did how did that come? That, that's what I'm interested. When I was hearing this story, it's like, how did you suddenly come across with the idea that I'm going to meditate or I'm going to try this out? Was it someone that told I mean, you that? You know, was you know, it? You know, you, a lot of people are meditating. It's it's like in, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean, people meditate. People fucking do yoga. You yeah. Know what I mean, and, and MMA. Uh, I mean, you know, all of these stuff. We calm down, all right? So I just thought, let me do that calming down shit, all right? 
And then my lymphatic system said, oh, this is where we should be. Because obviously everything changed. So then I was thinking about about this project and, and, and the hatred kept triggering me to meditate. <laughs> and the hatred was around so often I was meditating all the time, <laughs> right? And it's something I never did before. So it was like the mayhem carved a new lifestyle. And then <laughs> I just like, my life is actually getting enriched during this process. And then I was like, you know what? I'm so busy feeling good. Fuck you, man. Yeah. I just left it. Is that the process that you, you wanted to make your mean heart stronger? But it instead, you found love? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause and then, you yeah. know, you, I've got kids. Yeah. So, at the time, I wasn't even relating to my children because I needed to, because I was, I was like, I don't want to get too connected because I might do 50 years. Yeah. For people listening, we're actually sitting underneath a train track, which is uh, rather remarkable. <laughs> so, yeah, you have, so you've got kids. Yeah, and then, then like, I, I had this... This little girl. See, initially I had a, a, a little girl and I called her Iman. And she was, you know, you know, you have children. There's always one for some reason that just you connect with. Mm. And I think she really was my, my whole, my, my life. And then me and her mother didn't get along because I had some behavioral problems that they call bipolar. Yeah. It's going to be very difficult for people to live with. Yeah. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, you know. Sure. And obviously the woman had, had enough self-esteem and enough smarts to understand if to bring children up in that environment, it's not good for them. So sure. she did the right thing mm. and took them away. So I had that anger and that, you know, I wanted to spill it out on this other character that was pissing yeah. me off. So the, uh, the, the curse story again, that, that, the story yeah, that you said about yeah. you thought it was, yeah. So, and then I had another child and I named her after the other child that I lost, Iman. Mm. And I'm going to see those children that I haven't seen in eight years on the 5th of August. Wow. You know, so it's great when you change what's inside, everything else outside changes. You know what I mean? I'm really glad I'm busy, otherwise I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah? Wow. How do you yeah. feel? <sighs> yeah. Blessed. Mm. You know what I mean? It's going to be a great day. Yeah. Shut up. Wow. So... Then I had this other, other Iman who was just like this bag of energy and this great personality. And I've never seen somebody, if I just leave to go for a bike ride, it was like, I'm going to miss you. And the tears <laughs> roll down her face. And I'm like, man. And I'm going to put myself in a situation to go to jail and break her heart. Wow. So my own self-love is a very difficult thing. I'm, so, I'm still trying to work on that. Right? Mm. Because I bought into the I, the ugly idea yeah. of what I was treated was yeah. as a kid, but to love her, mm. that's my new heart. Yeah, that controls this anatomy. Mm. So there's an umbilical cord between. So I do stuff to make. That's my heart walking around in a four-year-old. Yeah, I've right. heard that metaphor being used by a few dads yeah. that I've spoken. Yeah. So I address address my world to make sure her heart is not hurt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's um, you, you know, if I if I I didn't know you 15 years ago, I didn't know you 20 years ago, um, but I saw you bump into a friend that you hadn't seen in 14 years, and I overheard say something like something's changed about you, John. Like your energy's changed. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I see you, there's this um, there's this magnetic kind of energy of love that you have that people when you see when I see people embracing you, 
and the way that you kind of embrace people. Um, what's this new journey around love been like for you to discover what it is to love and to feel love? It's good for them. It's when good I for you? hug somebody, yeah. and yeah, it's good yeah. for me. But it's be, it's good for me as soon as I have the intention. Mm. When I hug somebody, it's like I was I was hugging Idu. Yeah. And Idu started tapping me on the back. <laughs> and you held on. I held on. Yeah. Until he let go. Yeah. Yeah. People do that though. Yeah. People do tap. No, I, I, I'll even do this and yeah, I, won't, yeah. I won't let them go. Yeah, yeah. Until they Ease into sink yeah. into your body. And then serotonin, dopamine hopefully starts to be released. The two hormones that start the kidneys. Yeah. So I'm fighting these shareholders and these corporations that don't give a shit about how they're polluting us and our children. I have the tendency to do some nasty shit. But instead I deal with the people and every person I deal with, like when you come to my coconut store, for at least an hour afterwards, your kidneys are being flushed by the coconuts <laughs> I've sold you. And that's my rebellion and that's how I fight them. Yeah, You're not gonna have my people 24 hours a day polluted. We're gonna give them some breaks. And it could be through my poetry, through my hug, or through my food. So you're not a poet, but you can call it your poetry. Explain that. How does that work? Because well, I'm talking to an audience that understands a particular type of language. Okay. You know Got what I mean? So I'm just making it easier. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. we'll be sitting under this bridge all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, that, and, that, and that's the other thing. I want to know your secret. You know, like you're one of my inspirations. You're like, you're 53 this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. You look like the vitality that you have, the energy you have, then your physicality looks like a, I don't know, even 16 year olds aren't even that yeah. in shape anymore. Um, Charlie, what's your secret? I don't know what my secret is. Mm. I'm just a, a passenger. I'm amazed by what the little guy in me that says, that says I haven't had enough justice in my life yet. Mm. So we're going to do this. I want you to crawl around like a crocodile. <laughs> and I want you to say these words, but I want you to flip them, make them all complicated. That little energy in me. I was like, okay, y you're fun. <laughs> Give me another idea. Do this, do this, do this, do yeah. this, do this. And my kids love it. Mm. My dog loves it. Mm. Women love it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's it. And, and your all creativity all loves it. Yeah. And all I all I do is just relax. I relax, I stay open, and I just go, where are we going to surf today? You know? And I'm not afraid of mm. wherever the hell I, I land. And I used to plan a lot of stuff. And, and I'm like, in the last month, I've been, I've been in like some place owned by the Earl of Gloucestershire where they only it's like the land is like people homeless and it's like I think it's about a hundred miles square there's no house one house the house I was staying in mm. and they just breed deer to kill right and pheasants and that's it nobody can go there but this particular group of people they get this house yeah and they put people there like me it's, it's no internet no nothing and then they bring kids that have been abused and stuff like that mm. to meet me right is this where I read somewhere that he first taught them how to fight and then how to care? What's that? I don't know. I saw a tweet that was mentioning that you helped some kids farm yarn. Is it something like that? Farm yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah said, and yeah. it said he first taught them how to fight and then how to care. I never saw that. Yeah. Is that what they said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So yeah. that was the process. You know, we've got these little guys coming there being tough guys, punching each other in the head, throwing apples at each other, and I just sat there and watched them. Mm. Because young gorillas playing, the big gorillas don't get involved. They just sit back. Mm. And then uh, eventually they go, who are you? And I'm like, who are you? 
and I look back at them with the guy that they think they want to be. You know what I mean? Mm. I said, who are you? He said, what are we going to do? I said, no, what do you want to do? And now I'm challenging them. Mm. And they put their chest up. And I said, I said let's fight. You want to fight? And they go, yeah. And then I just, <laughs> just burn them out. I said, one, one kid had to lift his eyes off the floor for about five months. Became my little brother instantly yeah. through movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I gave him a position of authority. And I, I, I said, you have to teach that adult now. Mm. And he was like, it was like watching a Xerox. Yeah. Look, you have to do it like this. You have to turn your hips over. I was like, wow. I, I love him. Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, it's, it's like you light up. When you talk about um, you know, movement, when you talk about what it does, the impact on bodies. Um, and there's, there's also something that um, you talk a lot about, like, is it MCM? Is that what it is? Like MCM. MCM, yeah. For people who have, like me who had no idea about it until I, I came across you, <laughs> yeah. why is that someone that's something people should know about? Absorption. It's, it allows you... A lot of our guts are messed up from GMOs and, and like gluten and all that. It separates the guts and stuff leaks out and we can't absorb energy. So people are taking stimulants and drinking and doing coke and all of these type of things. Mm. And there's, there's little tricks, hacks you can do to make sure that you don't need to do these things to feel alive. So, you know, there's a process that I go through. The first thing I do is I de de decontaminate in the morning yeah. because it's byproducts of what I've eaten during the day. It doesn't matter what it is. Even the fruit is hybrid, you know what I mean? Mm. Because it's supposed to be tart for a reason. But it's, uh, you know, th these bitter things and whatever, you can imagine the parasites, if you don't like it, the parasites don't like it. They like sweet, candida like sweet shit. So all the fruit we eat, it's like, it's like eating shit. It's like eating sugar. It's rubbish. I try to go on a fruitarian diet and I got fat mm. because it was too much sugar for my liver. My liver was just going, this is weird fruit. Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be... So if I, if, if I walk past a blackberry bush, I'm eating everything on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, if I could, the raw I can get it, is the, the better. You know what I mean? But do, don't you think that it also gets really complicated for people? When you look outside in terms of like the research, the information, they're always contradicting each other about like what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat. That's why somebody like me at 53 years old has to look like what he eats. Then it's not complicated anymore. So how do you make it simple? There was a lot of trial and error, but the real simplicity is this, right? You can bring a doctor in a white coat with a pot belly and he'll tell you blah, 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 blah. Or bring some vegan with a pot belly and dusty looking hair and yellow eyes, right? And a bad temper, right? And you can do all of that stuff. And then you can look at people like me who are ripped all year round, yeah? And calm and open. Do you know what I mean? And you go, you are what you eat. It's like Idu said to me, have you ever done a, a hair follicle test? I was like, there was no hair follicle test in the jungle, homie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's instinct. It's about the way you feel. It's about the clarity of your eyes. And yeah. it's about you know, how you flow through life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I can't tell anybody what's right and what's wrong. We've all got different gut flora that needs different things. Right? Yeah. You, we're not different. Our bacteria is different. Right, your bacteria may need something because you've been polluted in different ways, been through different things, different acid, different DNA. You know what I mean? So, uh, what, I, what my diet does, my fl my guts love it. Mm. So then, I, you know, if you look at a person, I may give you standard stuff that I do about sure. the decontamination. I don't believe in probiotics because I don't know where those probiotics have, have been, been what they've been through, and, yeah. and then they may 
It's like taking somebody else's liver. You're going to pick up the characteristics of that person. Hmm. Right? But I believe in prebiotics, which is feeding yeah. what you've already got. Yeah. I believe in that. I had another, uh, I had like a movement guy who came on the show and he was telling me all about a fecal transplant. Have you heard about that? No. Basically, so you take... Um, Doo-doo transplant? Yeah. Literally, okay. you, ta- you, take, you take someone who's got a healthy gut <laughs> <laughs> and, you ch- and you take that and you transplant it into your own gut. I mean, there's a whole system and all that yeah. stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty out there. Um, Is he selling a book? No. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. He's uh, he, 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 on the show. He told me about it. I don't think he's done it. But well, um, a lot of this stuff these days is for clickbait. You know, the more the more outrageous is the more clicks. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So you have to sift through all that shit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not too much into this innovative all this new new shit because go back to basics. Well, there was a set of people that are on this planet that didn't have all of this technology and all these weird ideas and. It was just them and their little huts and predators and prey. And they got it right to create all of us. They were tough enough and strong yeah. enough to make billions of people. Billions. They didn't live long, very long. Doesn't matter. But they lived. But they made us. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, ma- it, doesn't, it doesn't matter about how long you live. It matters about the quality of your life. And I guarantee you they were more dynamic than we are. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. There's a, we, and I know we're coming running out of time, so I'm looking sure. at the time. Uh, there's a question I really want to ask you, which is, I think one of my favorite lines that you wrote is, um, I relax my spine in the quiet of the divine. Right, yeah. I absolutely love that sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone just ran past <laughs> and, and waved at Johnny and said, I love you. <laughs> Um, yeah um, tell me about that sentence and tell me if it has anything to do with learning to trust the divine you know when you there's this word that I was reading this book about addiction right Mm. and in the in the book the one word that kept coming up as a remedy to everything about because addiction is is caused not so much about the drug as it has power you want to alter the brain hmm. state the brain chemicals state. And so you yeah. don't care what you're taking as long as it alters yeah. your state yeah but we see reverent and that state is usually something that's uncomfortable for the body mm. and the body's just run out of ideas and it has a desperate measure it just tries to just alter the mind state right get away from these thoughts but reverence just to revere things do you know what I mean just look at things try to look at things in real detail smell them taste them feel them Right, and count blessings. Nobody met Van Gogh, but you can look at the the, the, the the look up close at the painting, look at the brush strokes, and you can get a feel of his movement and his mood. Mm. So, using extra sensory perception to get from the artist's work what the artist is like, from the music that they've written, what state were they in when they wrote that, from the book that they've written, where are they at? So every piece of art is a biography of the artist. They try to make it uh, general. <laughs> you know, this love song. <laughs> Are you, I, I really miss you. I really love you. Yeah, but that's the person. Re- sing a love song to yourself. And it's what you need. I miss you. Mm. I really want to be around you. Everybody's looking to get somebody else, but it's you that you should be attentive to. Yeah. You can't love somebody until you love yourself. Now you're healthy. You can love. You'll be a great lover. Mm. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. So I just started looking at the artist's works, especially in children and movement, in the movement of my dog and everything. Skin, eyes, voice tones. And, then, you know, I, I try to do as much as possible. The more you learn it, the more... You know there's more to absorb. More. Yeah. Every cloud is different. Mm. It moves at a different speed. Do you know what I mean? But it's like this constant music and film going on in detail all around me, right? And then I get an extra sensory perception of what created that. Hmm. And it's all put here for us hmm. to manage being us. <laughs> so I just surrounded with love, hmm. period. If I could give you the um, boards on Piccadilly Circus, you know, those big electric yeah. boards, and you could write a message and everybody would see that message walking around London, what would that message be? Smile. <laughs> Smile. Yeah, I like that. Um, Johnny, what does being unconventional mean to you? Unconventional? I have no idea, man. Convention sometimes is good. We have an anatomy that likes to flow in a certain way. Do you know what I mean? Your anatomy, if to walk, there's a comfortable way that we move, a conventional way that's good for our health. Being unconventional in another way is a form of therapy where you can dislocate and pull back in. So it creates opportunity within the anatomy. So in some ways, uh, to be unconventional can bring more abilities to the body's movement. Like mm. it, it'll says, it'll portal says, that when you can dislocate and put it back without it snapping, that's real strength. <laughs> yeah. Right? So as friends, if a police officer wants to arrest me and they do their stand and put your hand behind the back, I'm slipping out of that easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're calcified as a person and you haven't moved, he can control you. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the nice thing is because I've changed my attitude, you'll never get the opportunity to do that to me. Yeah. Unless I'm in America and playing with a water gun then things change. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what's, what's one thing most people don't know about you? My ability to kill them. Because mm. it's not going to happen. And <laughs> <laughs> on, on that on that note, I would I want to I want to say thank you for for coming on such a notice on the on the show. I appreciate it. And um, and the, the one of the last things I want to leave people with is actually the word that you just pronounced us. Um, because I, I was one of the I originally thought it was Usu and I didn't read it on yeah, the website. Yeah, then yeah. I saw your videos and I saw the content, and I've got to give it to you, mate. There's the um, I don't want to say the branding because that's not the right word. The uh, the DNA of what US stands for sure. perspires across all your video content, all the all the message you put out there. But for someone who's uneducated who hasn't ever heard of US before, how do you explain US? You know when you feel fear, mm. and you think because of the limitations that your parents or your school or your friends have put on you, and then you're put in a situation where your dogma says, "Oh, we we can't go beyond that." Mm. When you have a trainer and you trust them, your trainer says you're you get a beating yeah. and you go back to the corner and you say, "I think I can't breathe. I think I'm going to quit." And your trainer goes, "You've done. You've done. You've been through worse in the gym." Yeah. And he's got that minute to talk to you, that mm. beautiful mm. poet of self-esteem. Sure. And you look in his eyes and go, believe me, <laughs> I've been through more than you and this guy's nothing. Mm. And what you do, you say to your whole body, 
do not disagree. And you go and you you jump. Yeah. And you may not win the next round, but you'll be further than what you were than quitting. <laughs> you know what I mean? You went out for yeah. another round and when you came back to the to the stool, you were one guy. When you got off that stool and you did something that you went beyond that part that you never did before, even a millimeter, you've become a different guy. Mm. Now you use that guy to take the next step. Then mm. you're a different guy. You're the guy that took 11 steps. Mm. The guy that takes 11 steps will take 12. The guy that takes 12 will take 13. Mm. The guy, and it's like that, step by step. Every time you step, you're a different person. Mm. You know what I mean? Johnny you're a beautiful man thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for your words you made me cry that's how I uh, came across your profile with the two brothers the poem that you wrote dear brother uh, dear brother Mm -hmm. anybody listening to this go and check out Johnny Bang Riley where's the best place to connect with you online Johnny Bang Riley Google it (laughs) Johnny thank you so much genuine pleasure there you have it folks I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I did, I had a friend who texted me after hearing Johnny's story to let me know that it brought tears to her eyes. And I think it's one of the most incredible interviews that I've been part of in the sense that it's such a unique and different character than I've been ever been used to. So if you want to go and give some love to Johnny Bang Riley, just type in his name, Johnny Bang Riley, and make sure to go and check out the show notes of this episode where you're going to hear and have the links and access to all his poems, including Dear Brother and Carved in Mayhem. Now, as you know, next week, I'm taking a week off on holiday. I will be releasing an episode in the next couple of days to keep you entertained. But I'll see you next week when I come back online with some fresh interviews. And I cannot wait to share the rest of the journey because I've got a big announcement to make with regards to the future of the podcast. Stay tuned. Have an amazing summer. And as always, keep the fire burning.